welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 249. Scott is on the board in Mississippi, and I am your co-host and the guy who could say a bunch of different things, but I'm going to go with the guy who's on location this week in Arkansas. And I am your co-host and the guy who finally thinks his sleep schedule is turkey season ready because I feel good now when I wake up. I was hit kind of the doldrums last week and now i'm feeling good on three four or five hours sleep so i think i've adjusted you're on site in arkansas yeah i am so my buddy chip and i loaded up well we were supposed to come up sunday easter sunday and we had some pretty serious storms roll through the southeast so we decided to hang tight at home and miss opening morning which I don't know that we really missed a whole lot other than 15 to 20 mile an hour winds. Yeah. Clouds, a cold front moving through. Probably a wise decision. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. From what I heard from a few people around, there was not much goblin going on. Or if there was a bunch of goblin going on, you couldn't hear it because the wind was blowing so much. Mm -hmm. We rolled out of Alabama Monday morning and arrived in Arkansas around, I don't know, mid-afternoon, early afternoon Monday and went out and had a little hunt Monday afternoon. So all is well. Still no flopping bird on the ground, but all is well. Nice. Well, hope you get you one. Thank you, sir. So by my count, we are, I'm going to have to start being grim on the podcast. I usually have uplifting words, but we're 32 days from Tennessee season closing. Mm. That makes me very sad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not real sure why it makes you sad. You're done. I am done with me personally pulling the trigger, but I feel like I can trick 32 people into going with me over the next 32 days. Yeah, you probably could. Yeah, I actually had some success with one of my brothers this morning. I'm, I'm a hired caller at this point, and so he got behind the gun and we had an unbelievable experience. You guys will hear it. You may even be able to see it. I'm going to post a video of it on my Instagram because I videoed it on my iPhone. It was pretty spectacular. Awesome. So, yeah, but it is depressing. Good news is when Tennessee closes, that means I'm going to hopefully still be doing my turkey tour of the year. And, you know, hopefully COVID will be kind of on the 
backswing at that point. Yeah, I think so too for all of us. Yeah, exactly. So, how long yeah. does how long do you have in Alabama to get your five birds? So I have 17 days, 22 hours, 15 minutes, and 47 seconds to kill five turkeys. Yeah, so you got over three days of bird still. Well, you know, it's doable, pretty... but you have to be in Alabama to kill in Alabama. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't want to make it too easy on yourself. So. No, you're right. You're right. As long as you I... give yourself 10 days, I expect five flopping. I was going to go with five days. <sighs> That's much better. I thought you I'm might want a couple next rest days. Twelve days off, and then we'll just fire up with five days yeah. to go, five birds left, and make some magic happen. Yep. Well, I know. Just talking to the listeners, there's a lot of people out there hunting this year, folks. It is crowded, yeah. and there's I think plentiful turkeys for the first time in quite a while. But it's kind of sad to me that we finally got a bumper crop of gobblers. And, of course, COVID-19 hits, and we get record numbers of people in the woods, and they're just slaughtering them across the entire southeast. Yeah. So just be mindful yeah. of that. Uh, this year could impact a couple of years from now how we're going to be oh, looking absolutely. at the turkey population. Yeah. Well, I sent you an article from Mike Chamberlain. And Brett yeah. Collier. And so I know you read that. I thought it was very interesting. You know, something you and I've been talking about now for weeks, but they had a pretty, I'm not going to say a different spin on it because a lot of what you and I talked about with COVID and, and the effect of or what effect it's going to have on wild turkeys is in that article, but they expanded it on it a little bit and oh yeah talked about a lot of the biological stuff in there that you know cameron and i are not experts on so Mm -hmm. well all right let me step back i'm not an expert on me is from taking high school biology (laughs) anyway you guys check that out so go to twitter and mike chamberlain's twitter handle is at wild turkey doc and Brett Collier's Twitter handle is at Dr. That's D-R short. So go check that out. You guys, I think you'll find the article very interesting. I know it's depressing to me. I'll say that it's interesting, but it's also depressing. When I saw that Tennessee's harvest numbers were 50% higher. Yeah. That's, that cannot be good. It's alarming. That's that's a slaughter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just ridiculous. And that's the birds that are checked. And I know one out of every four people I know probably doesn't check all their birds. So there's no telling. There's no telling how many yeah. birds are being killed. No doubt. So anyway, uh, yeah, y'all definitely go check that article out. It's very interesting. It's interesting insight to me that he pretty much is predicting the eastern population is going to really suffer from this, but the Rios and Merriams may actually flourish because of the lack of non-resident hunters. Mm-hmm. So it makes way too much sense for it not to make sense, in my opinion. Yeah. But, and, you know, it, it's something that I wish our wildlife, our state wildlife departments would pay attention to. And, you know, I really hate to say it, but. If the state of Alabama said, you know what, guys, we're pulling the plug on it. Yeah, enough's enough. Season's over. I I would be sad. Don't get me wrong, because I love it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to kill a turkey to love it. I mm-hmm. love it. And 
I would be sad that it would be over, but I would be thankful come next year and the year after that it's over. That's right. That's yeah, absolutely right. But it's not going to happen, or at least in Alabama, I know it's not going to happen. And, you know, I think there are quite a few southern states that you're going to see no change to their season this year because or of next year. unforeseen circumstance that we've had. Yeah. So, and yes, I can tell you the woods in Arkansas are jam-packed with people as well. Oh, it's crazy, man. There were I was hunting a very small area the other day. There were six people standing on the edge of one field. That's stupid. It, everybody, it looked like the Redcoats in like the movie The Patriot marching on the turkeys. That's they were lined. We were just lined up heading in, and so I actually used that to my advantage. So I just walked to the complete other end of the property <laughs> and let them push them to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it's crazy right now. I, I know. I think it's a culmination of many things. There's a mass push to hunt public land through social media and YouTube. And you couple that with the fact that everyone's off work and looking for something to do. And there's a good stand of turkeys this year. It's just the perfect storm for a murder. Yeah. So okay. enough of the, the doldrums. Let's That's go to some fun stuff so yeah we do need to remind everybody we got the owl hooting contest still going on That's please right. enter for the custom one of one preston Pittman box call all you have to do is send us an owl hooting video natural voice to our social media pages either on facebook or instagram or even twitter i suppose so on twitter it is at turkey hitman Facebook is the Turkey Hunter Podcast, or I Am Turkey Hunting page. And then on Instagram, it is at thegobfather49. So just shoot us a video of you doing a natural voice owl hoot, and you have a chance to win, a very darn good chance at winning a one-of-one custom Preston Pittman box call. Yeah. So please enter. Yeah, please enter. We'd love to see your entry this contest yeah. is going to last until the end of april yes so not sure how many days are left in april <laughs> yeah, is it still <laughs> april <laughs> i'm not even sure it's still april <laughs> we're, but, we're mid-season mode man it's, it's crazy <laughs> no, no doubt so yeah please do that and also you guys are going to want to hear this one let's go yeah in Mississippi today. And if you're not a premium subscriber and you don't want to shell out the 18 bucks to be a premium subscriber for a year, then you can actually buy this week's episode for a whopping 99 cents. And the way to do that is to go to the turkeyhunterpodcast.com, find episode number 249, PS, for premium single. And you can buy that episode for 99 cents and listen to the entire hunt and it's a good one you guys seriously you're going to want to listen to this one yeah absolutely in the past i believe five or six weeks any episode that has ps on it you can buy a single premium episode that way so look into that if you want to do that or we'd love to have you subscribe and be a part of the turkey hunter podcast family so yes indeed well, you say we hop into this hunt. I think we got a good interview and live hunt audio for everybody this week. Why don't y'all join us as we go with Scott to the woods of Mississippi? Let's do it. 
Hey everybody, we are coming to you today from <laughs> Mississippi, Arkansas, and Cameron, where are you? You in Arkansas also? I just crossed from Texas to Arkansas, so we got three people on the road right now. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a this it, is a fun episode. That's cool. It's turkey season. What do you expect? Yeah. yeah Two of y'all so, are having fun. One of us is having to work. Uh, yeah, well, get, you, you'll get to have some fun here pretty soon. True, true. Yeah, yeah. But good yeah, deal. Coming at you from all over the United States. Hopefully we can keep doing this. No doubt. Well, we've got Scott McDonald with us today, and we're going to be talking about Scott's first Mississippi turkey of the season. And so, Scott, thank you for taking time away from should I say the job or just say, should I just say taking time? <laughs> you can say the job. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you joining us this evening. It's always good talking to you and glad to have you on the show again. I appreciate it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad to have you on the Hunt Audio Show. Those are always the best. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Yeah, Absolutely. Congrats to you, man. That's your, your first Mississippi turkey of the season. You and I were snake bit for a little while in our respective states, and uh, looks like only one of us is still snake bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good to get that first one out of the way. I wouldn't know. We're going to break the curse in Arkansas tomorrow. It'll be all right. Yeah, well, go, go to Arkansas to, to break that curse. That's a... That's a good hey, one. That, that won't hurt my feelings at all. If I can get market, Arkansas marked off the list and then I, you know, if I kill one in Alabama, great. If I don't, I've had a heck of a season. I can tell you that. I've had four long beards within range in Alabama and there may or may not have been a shot fired this weekend. We won't talk about that just yet. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Yep. So anyway, but that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about your hunt. So, set the stage for us on this one. Were you hunting private or public land? Uh, we're private on this one. I was with my buddy Jeremy again. Kind of a, a precursor to it is we actually, we've got a, lot, a little bit of, I guess, history with this bird. Opening day of our, our regular season, we took his daughter Maddie. You know, the weekend prior, we, his son Ty killed his first bird. We took his daughter Maddie that opening day of uh of the mississippi season and i actually had this bird within four feet of us and we couldn't get a shot because she was wow she was laying down prone beside me and the bird was standing you know four feet from us and she was actually looking up at the bird and couldn't see her sight and i didn't realize it in the moment we just let him get away so that was a heartbreaker but to have two long beards and six jakes within 10 feet of you it was pretty exciting Heck yeah. yeah. Beat out of your so, chin. Yeah, it was it was pretty rough on me. So we've we've chased him a few times, gotten close a few times. He's a you know, the old bird that just kinda knew new things. Tricked him that one day that didn't know if we'd get another chance at him. We've taken Maddie a couple other times in there on him and just couldn't do anything with him. But yeah, it's a it was a fun one. Yeah. When uh when was this? Like April, April. Seven. Okay. Yeah, April seventh. Uh, third week of y'all season? Yeah, about the third. I think we opened on the fourteenth this year. So about the third week of season. Was he still hanging around with all those other males or did he No he already had some disputes? 
they actually we saw them fighting that that opening day. We saw them fighting a good bit once they left us, and uh, uh-huh. after that they kind of broken up. And he had shut everything up on the property. Nothing was gobbling. Oh yeah. All. So you know it's good that we haven't been back to to check it. So they should be about right. Yeah, you opened them up now. Got rid of big boy. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. So this was a early morning kill. Early, early morning, right off the roost. Two days prior to this hunt, we were in there and had him had him coming, and of course he he fooled both of us. Came up in a spot we didn't think he'd come up in, and had him for an hour, you know, drumming and gobbling. But it was so thick in between us and him, we couldn't do nothing with him. So we said, "Well, we're gonna put a little time in on him." The next morning we got up and went, didn't hear a bird, nothing. It was just quiet. Figured we'd try it one more morning. And Maddie was supposed to come and she slept in, and, which was heartbreaking. The property, it lays out kind of long. It's, it's not a huge property. It's probably, I don't know, 150 acres, I guess. But it's, the way it lays, it's kind of long. You know, we got there at daylight and it was nasty, kind of overcast and not raining, but potential of rain and we decided not to walk to the back of the property we figured we'd stay up front where we had worked him the two days before hoping he'd be in that area of course i just worked off of you know midnight so i'm i'm sitting on a tree about to i think my head was probably about six inches from the ground where i finally woke back up (laughs) (laughs) but as, as daylight sort of broke we heard him gobble of course at the very far end of the property and uh we got up and took off at a, a pretty good clip trying to get to the back and we stopped a couple times along the way to try to pinpoint where he was at we all called a couple times he gobbled in the tree we figured out what ridge he was on and kind of devised a, a game plan of how we wanted to go after him but we the way the land lays out it, it's kind of ridgy so they got a food plot on one ridge, and it drops off into a small hollow, and the bird was actually roosted on the, the next ridge over. So we were able to get to the edge of that food plot, kind of pinpoint where he was at on that ridge, and then we eased off closer, as close to the bottom as we could get because it was starting to lighten up a little bit, and uh just didn't want to get too, too close to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was probably able to get, I'm going to say, 90 yards from him on the roost. I set up on the side of the ridge where I could kind of see off, you know, both sides a little roll. And Jeremy set up about 40 yards to my back and left. And we just let the woods come alive and made one small little tree up. And that was it. Heard him fly down. And then I heard a hen to my left. And I was hoping that I was going to try to spook her if she came by me because I didn't want her to get with him, you know. But luckily, she never... I never saw her, so she must have went back the other way. But the gobbler strutted and drummed and gobbled up on that ridge for, you know, a few minutes. It seemed like forever, but it wasn't, you know, probably 10 minutes. And the the tree I had set up on, I don't know if you can hear it in audio or not, but I'm I'm sitting on a little bit of an incline. So when I sit down, when I picked the tree out, I knew it wasn't a perfect tree because it had, a, I'm going to say, about a five-inch sweet gum growing right off the right side of it. But I looked at it, and I said, you know, if he hooks me to the right, I can still get around this tree. It's going to be a little bit tricky, but I can still move my gun. Yeah. And, uh, so I had that in my mind. So when I sit down, of course, I'm on an incline. So every time I breathe, I slide about a half an inch down. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And so I'm sliding and sliding until I finally get to where I'm, un- you know, really uncomfortable. So I have to reposition and I take, you know, my right leg and just cram it up under my, my seat cushion, wedge my foot under there so I quit sliding. So that kind of goes along with later on in the story. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so the bird, you know, he's working the, the ridge up above us and make a couple soft calls to him and he gobbles he answers us he knows he's, you know we're there this bird's drumming is it's probably some of the strongest drumming i've heard in a long long time maybe the top bird i mean you could hear him the other day from you know 150 yards and he sounded like he was 50 so i mean wow. he's, yeah he's just you know he's shaking you know shaking your chest whenever he's drumming and stuff so it's pretty cool but sitting there scanning and it's so dang dark because it's so early I got two, I'm going to call them lanes, but they're really just small little openings through the woods, you know, to his left and to his right. I was trying to catch him, you know, hoping to catch him in movement. And, of course, never did see him. He finally gobbled, and he's to my right. I said, oh, God, he's going to get around me. And so I'm scanning, and I'm scanning. I hear him gobbling. I mean, hear him drumming. And then he gobbles again, and I catch his tail fan just as it goes behind a big clump of pine trees. And he's Mm. directly to my right then. So then I have to deal with that you know the gum tree i talked about yeah so i'm able to to reposition and basically just twist as much as i can twist to the right and he sits behind that group of trees for a few minutes and drums and gobbles and i i make some small calls to him and he gobbles and cuts me off and i'm about you know to have a panic attack i'm breathing <laughs> just you know about to hyperventilate doing my thing <laughs> And uh, I got two openings that I picked out that when he steps out, I was going to, you know, have a shot at him. And one of the openings had a vine running across it. And I done, I made my mind up. I said, I'm not shooting him in that opening because I'm not taking a chance of, you know, hitting that vine just because of the way it, was, it looked. I said, I don't think I'll hit it, but be my luck. You know, my full pattern will go right into that stinking vine. Yeah. So... I waited, and he finally steps out, and he stops in that first opening, and I, I'm like, nope, I'm not, I'm not shooting him, I'm not letting him know I'm here. And he struts to the next little opening I can see, and I, I make a small call to him, break him out of strut, and he raises up, and I shoot pretty much black out. I mean, it's pitiful. I, <laughs> I, I, it's pitiful. It's pitiful. It's I see him flip over, you know, I knew I got a good shot on him, and I just kind of a sigh of relief, just said, oh, man, and my right leg is completely asleep, I can't feel it, my back goes into spasms, and I go to doing my normal dry heave and stuff, and <laughs> in the midst of it all, I cut my recorder off, so I apologize for that one, but <laughs> 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 I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> Actually, I said, man, I hope I got some of this hunt and went back and listened to the very end of it. And I heard the shot and then me sigh and then that cut off. I was like, okay, that's when I rolled over. So, but Jeremy came running by me. I said, man, you got to get that bird. I I can't move. And he's just laughing at me over there on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds awesome. awesome. Yeah. That sounds like a heck of a hunt right there. How, how big did he end up being? Sound like he was a good one. Yeah, right at 21 pounds. Had 11-inch thick beards and inch and an eighth with spurs, but they were like needle-sharp razors. I mean, Heck, they, yeah. They cut you to pieces. But he was a really, really nice bird. Real good colors on him, too. He's real pretty. I'm going to do a cape mount on him. He's 
Today's a fine one. And yeah, well, That's I look great. forward to hearing this audio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. We well, say we get in? into it and listen to it. I want to hear it. All right, Good. fantastic. All right, you guys listen in. We'll catch you on the other side.
All right. That is all that Cameron and I have for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter podcast. However, if you would like to hear the rest of the story of Scott McDonald getting on the board in Mississippi, then you can become a premium subscriber to the Turkey Hunter podcast and listen to the rest of this week's episode. The way you do that is you text the word Turkey Hunter. Make it one word with no spaces and text it to the number 44222. After you do that, I'll send you a very simple set of instructions that you'll need to follow. And eventually, I will email you a link that you can click on to create your username and password on the Podbean application and pay the $18 per year annual subscription fee. Your $18 will get you not only the rest of this week's episode with Scott's Hunt, but it will get you all of the premium content from all of our past episodes, as well as the premium content for the next 52 weeks. Tons and tons and tons. I mean, literally hours of additional content for 18 bucks a year. And there's a lot of hunts. You're going to have a lot of hunts from this season. You've got a lot of hunts from the season before. And you've got hunts from the season before that as well. It's something that you are going to get your 18 bucks worth. I will guarantee you. Well, what'd you think? Man, I liked it. Anytime I hear the old trigger pull at the end, I like it. Yeah, it was just missing that one thing. Uh, the the trihebes. <laughs> that's the classic Scott McDonald. Oh, yes. me. I can't wait to see that in Tennessee. I just cannot wait to yeah. witness it live. Yeah, no doubt. But, but man, that was a, fine. some good audio, too. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm really glad we got him toting around some audio. I think the more live hunts we can bring, people really seem to enjoy them. I know I do. It's yeah, They're just fun, man. You know, We can sit down here and talk about turkeys all day, and I could talk forever about them. But getting to hear somebody on the hunt, that's fun. Yes, it is. Lots of fun. Absolutely. Well, what's our uh, favor of the week this week, Andy? The favor of the week this week is to share, share, share this week's episode with a couple of friends via the share feature in your podcast player application. It's really easy to do. Find that share button in your podcast player application. Click that. Share it via text message to a couple of people that or hunters, but maybe not turkey hunters who are in your contact list, and turn them on to the show. And you never know, next year when COVID-19 rolls around, you may have a new hunting buddy to take in the woods with you every single day of turkey season. How cool would that be? <laughs> and you could join the other 40 people out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, yeah, but seriously, please share. <laughs> yeah, do share it. And it, it really is important that we share our sport our passion with other people because if we don't it will die out and you know cameron and i talk about the number of people in the woods but turkey hunting is i think the only type of hunting that's numbers are are growing and really the wild turkeys do benefit from that not necessarily this year this year is a special year you guys know that I know a few but, gobblers that would disagree with that. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> but it's important that we keep the sport going. So you guys, Absolutely. please do that for me and Cameron. That'd be a huge help to grow the show. Absolutely. And again, you never know when you'll be introducing a new hunter to 
the sport. So that'd be a lot of fun. I'd also like to give our calling tip of the week. When your bird is in the tree, pay attention to his gobbles. You can tell. I just had this occurrence this morning. I did a few tree yelps, and I could immediately tell that his gobble got louder because he turned towards me after I tree yelped. If he turns towards you and starts gobbling, that's, in my mind, a good sign. He's recognizing you, and now his attention is in your vicinity. So you should be able to tell by two different gobbles. All right, that one he was facing away. That one was ringing, so he's facing me now. So pay attention to that. That would be your calling tip of the week. That's a good calling tip. Yeah, I just ran into that this morning, so I thought that would be a good thing to share with people. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Good. Well, good luck to you in Arkansas, Andy. I really hope you put one down tomorrow. Sounds like you've had a close experience today. So yeah. Yeah. I got a good feeling yeah. about tomorrow for you. Another close encounter. And yeah, we'll see if we can make it happen. And actually, there's no singing. We'll make it happen tomorrow and I'll shoot you a picture. Please. Two. One for you and one for Chip. I want two birds down tomorrow. Arkansonian wild turkey goblins. Sounds like a plan. All right, buddy. I'll see you. That sounds good. And we'll see you guys next week. So thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week. And we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.